Hey, I want to answer a popular, unpopular question today, which is, why is meat so bad? Um, you may know me from teaching whole food, plant-based nutrition all the time, but I don't know if I've ever addressed the specific reasons why eating animal-derived products is so unhealthy to the human body. So let's get into it real quick. Three reasons why eating, eating meat or animal-derived products can be so unhealthy. The first is growth hormones. So one of the reasons that eating an animal-based diet can be so detrimental to health is because of the presence of growth hormones. Now, all mammals have growth hormones in their body, including us. We're a mammal. Um, however, when we eat an animal-based diet, we're getting um, a growth hormone the one uh, most popular is IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor one. And IGF-1 is a growth hormone that is more abundant in the body in the younger, earlier years as uh, the baby is growing and then it, it staples off. So it's something that our body produces naturally, but when we eat animal-based products, we get these growth hormones. And eating growth hormones from animals is how we begin to see the overdevelopment of the body when we uh, look at the way that children start maturing and um, developing as they're younger, it is significantly increased. These growth hormones also um, are a foundational reason of a lot of overgrowth of um, inflammatory type conditions in the body, right? So growth hormones is the first issue with consuming animal products, all right? Um, and most of us, especially no hormones to be a problem when it comes to estrogen dominant conditions so that's things like fibroids we know certain types of cancers we know like prostate cancer breast cancer can be estrogen dominant and so getting other type of hormones from animal-based products is just as detrimental so one of the ways to get excess hormones out of the body is to eliminate animal products from the diet right so that's the first reason animal products can be so dangerous is hormones, growth hormones, um, and other type of hormones. The second reason is something called AGEs, right? This is advanced glycation end products. Now, that's just a fancy way of saying it's these compounds that is formed when protein and fat that's in the meat comes in contact with high heat, okay? So again, it's the high amount of fat and high amount of protein that's in the animal, that's in the meat, and then in combination with the high heat when we cook it, produces something called AGEs, advanced glycation end products. And the reason this is so dangerous to our personal health is because it increases inflammation in the body as well as oxidative stress, all right? So that's reason number two, animal products can be so detrimental to health. The third reason animal products can be so det detrimental to health is because of the high amounts of saturated fat. Now we know the number one cause of um, death in the U.S. prior to COVID was and still is honestly heart disease, right? So heart disease is simply the clogging of arteries. Those arteries are clogged mostly by saturated fat. We get the majority of our saturated fat in our diet, on our plate. And animal products are one of the top sources of saturated fat in the standard American diet, especially cheese really, really high in saturated fat. So we eat all of this meat, we eat all of this dairy, um, and we're clogging our arteries. And that's essentially what's causing the number one cause of death, which is heart disease, because our arteries get clogged. 
um, that um, cloggage calcifies, right? That plaque, should I say, calcifies in the arteries and it cuts off that blood source, that blood supply to our heart and or our brain, resulting in a heart attack and or a stroke. So animal products, meat, this includes seafood, in addition to dairy products, all have a very, very, very high concentration of saturated fat. All right, so that's the third reason why animal-derived uh, products can be so harmful to human health. Um, and then I want to add one more in there, which I don't think most people consider or even think about, but that is what's essentially added to the meat or fed to the animal. So the other reason why animal products are is so detrimental to health in a plant-based diet is um, can be very much more superior is because one these animals because they're mass produced they're mass slaughtered for human consumption they are medicated to be kept alive right so we know high amounts of high concentrations of antibiotics high concentrations of antidepressants um and even um a lot of the meat is even injected with things like salt water in order to increase the volume and the weight of it and so every time you eat an animal you're also eating whatever it was treated with medically to keep it alive but you're also eating eating whatever it was fed so one of the things we have to understand and many of you have heard this saying uh, that you are what you eat but not only you are what you eat but you are what you eat ate so that means whatever the animal was fed you're also consuming that as well now what are the animals typically fed well in these um concentrated animal feeding operations is what they're called because don't think your meat is being raised on a farm no they're housed in like these multi-thousand square foot warehouses cramped together right um fed a diet so that they can grow their growth can be accelerated even quicker so they can't live off their natural diet of plants Typically, animals are fed three grains, all right? So the top three grains grown in the U.S. are actually grown for animal consumption, and that is corn, soy, and wheat, okay? Corn, soy, and wheat. And I know many of us, we are battling digestive health issues, and a lot of us are doing things like eliminating gluten for the, from the diet, which is perfectly fine if you have found that you have a gluten sensitivity, and but we're noticing that we're having these stomach issues and we're tr and we're eliminating everything but the animal that ate it, right? So it's okay if you want to eliminate bread, but your meat, your chicken, your cow was probably fed gluten as well, right? So the corn, soy, and wheat that the animals are fed so that they can grow exponentially quicker than they naturally would, um, you're also consuming that. Animals are also fed higher concentrations of sugar as well and all type of other um, so a lot of them are even fed other animals, right? Um, so the diet of the animal is another reason why eating animal products is so detrimental to health. So first, again, we have hormones and growth hormones. Then we have AGEs, advanced glycation end products, which again is just a combination of saturated fat and protein coming in contact with high heat, which creates these toxic compounds that increases oxidative stress and inflammation in our bodies. Then we also have um, what the animal was fed or and or medicated with. You're getting that secondhand every single time you eat the animal. Um, animal products are super high in saturated fat, which increases um, your the, the blockage in your arteries. So when we look at things like 
conditions like atherosclerosis, which is like the clogging of the arteries. It, um, extremely detrimental eating animal products is what increases basically your chances for heart disease, increases your chances for, for type 2 diabetes because a lot of people think type 2 diabetes is a carbohydrate issue when type 2 diabetes is really a saturated fat issue. So eating animal products increases uh, the chances of type 2 diabetes. And then again, the um, animals are highly medicated. So a lot of us have even, um, because we eat so much, so much animal products, we've built up a resistance to antibiotics because we're eating antibiotics every time we eat the chicken, the turkey, the fish, the beef, because that's what they're treated with to keep them alive. And so now if we get sick, and the doc doctor wants to write us a prescription for antibiotics, it's not even as effective or you the dose has to be significantly increased to fight the infection in your body because you've built up a resistance to that antibiotic because you eat it every day, not realizing it through your plate, through the animals that you're eating, right? So I wanted to address that really quickly because a lot of people, um, even though we hear about all of these meatless diets and there's a, more of a trend to remove animal products out of the diet, I'm not sure people are really clear on why animal products are so healthy unhealthy in the first place right and so and then when you double down on um things like steroids and increasing the um animal the weight of the animal with salt water which then could potentially increase your blood pressure because you have no idea when you buy fresh chicken like fresh raw chicken you think it's no salt in it because it's raw right you're going to season it yourself but really sodium um salt water is injected into a lot of these animals so that the weight is increased by volume so that they get more money for the animal when they're selling it um so so much manipulation goes on on the back end not to mention the amount of waste um that is produced and the animals live in that creates disease in the animal and then we go on to eat it and again a lot of this is um by the food like the fda and the um food regulating industry is there's trace amounts that are allowed right before before they can be deemed not sellable or not consumable not eatable so a lot of us were basically micro dosing poison um because only because these animals are so mass produced it's nearly impossible to have the amount of oversight and regulation to make sure it's as clean and sanitary as possible so so there's trace amounts of these um toxins and things that are allowed to be passed down and eventually sold in the grocery store so that's an issue and then one final thing i want to say about prepackaged meat so Everything I just named is an issue with meat overall, right? The saturated fat, the hormones, the AGEs, the advanced glycation end products, all of that, The what the animal was fed. But there's another even heightened level of risk when it comes to um, processed meat. So those of you who are still cons consuming processed meat, so now we're looking at things like your lunch meat. We're looking at things like hot dogs, sausages, um, if you eat canned food, so like canned soups, um, or things like Lunchables or, um, things like this that has like bits of meat in it, right? Frozen, I don't know, frozen lasagna that has meat in it. So when we look at processed meat, that is a type one carcinogen. So what does that mean? That means if you're eating processed meat, hot dogs, hamburgers, sausages, cold cuts, um, little, you know, pre-packaged lunch meats and all of these things, 
that is a type one carcinogen, meaning your chances for cancer are significantly increased every time you eat processed meat. So all of the links and stuff we go on, throw on a grill, um, your breakfast sausage meats, right, that are prepackaged, you're basically just heating up, you know, some links or some patties. All of this, or the, the meat that comes in your canned chicken noodle soup or whatever it is, or your canned beef stew, right, your canned spaghettios, these things we're feeding our children, this increases their chances for cancer. And just to be clear, fresh meat increases your chances for cancer as well, and your increased chance for cancer means that the free radicals that you have in your body that form a tumor that's diagnosed as cancer are slowly multiplying over the years, which means by the time you're diagnosed with cancer, you've had it like for a long time. It's just that now it's disrupting your peace. Like you can now physically feel something is wrong or you go to the doctor and they find something, which means it's now big enough to be detected by a man-made man -made machine at the doctor's office. So if you're like diagnosed with cancer, I don't know, at 35, don't think you just got it at 35. The day of diagnosis is not necessarily the day of conception. So that's why even though you may feel fine. Now, most people don't take radical action for their health until they begin to physically feel it. But I encourage you, if even if nothing feels off right now, don't think that's a green light to keep doing what you're doing, right? Everyone feels fine until they don't. That doesn't mean there's not a chronic disease that's currently brewing. Does that make sense? So a lot of people say, I feel fine, so I don't feel like I need to change anything. Or... They'll say something that that gives them even more validation, which is, I went to to the doctor, I had an exam, I had an annual physical, you know, my, my numbers were good, cholesterol was good, blood pressure was good, all of this. And so they think that's a green light to keep doing what they're doing. Like they can afford to keep eating meat, they can afford to keep eating dairy, they can afford to keep drinking alcohol like they do, they can afford to, you know, not work out, they can afford to just put, continue to put work and all those other things over their health, but until they don't feel good. So if you're in a place right now where you feel fine, your numbers are good, you haven't been diagnosed with anything, this is the time and the space to be the most radical so that you can maintain that because you never know what your body is fighting off. And so your mission is always to give your body the raw materials that you're gonna get from a whole food plant-based diet to maximize the strength of your immune system, to maximize the alkalinity in your gut and your digestive, digestive system, to keep all inflammation away, your markers for inflammation to be zero. And so don't think that just because, hey, I've been doing it for this many years or I'm at a healthy weight or nothing appears to be wrong that you can continue to eat animal products and toxic um, foods, sugar, oil, all of this sort um, just because you haven't been diagnosed with anything. You know, um, the absence of disease is not the presence of health. So just because you don't, you have not been diagnosed with a disease, that does not make you healthy. What makes you healthy is the choice you make at every single meal. It's the choice you make at every time you walk into that gym or you don't walk into that gym is also a choice. You know, being healthy are choices, are micro choices that you make throughout the day. It's not just going to the doctor and they're saying nothing looks off. That doesn't make you healthy. What makes you healthy are literally what you choose to drink every at every moment, every morning, right? How you 
spend 40 hours plus of your week, whether or not it causes high amounts of stress or if it brings you peace and joy. That's what that's what health is. The absence of a disease does not make you healthy. So if you think you can continue to get away with eating these inflammatory foods like animal products and dairy, these high mucus causing foods, these disease promoting foods, you're wrong. Just because you haven't been diagnosed with anything does not make you healthy. So that's what I wanted to address today. I hope that makes sense. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever, a lot of people have probably been preaching about the power of a plant-based diet just like me, um, but not really giving you the exact why, you know, um, behind why animal products can be so detrimental to health. So I hope that resonated. Uh, Monique said, wow, cancer has been there for a long time. Absolutely, absolutely. By the time you're diagnosed with something, guys, it has been developing in your body and your brain for a long time, months and even years, especially with something like a, a cognitive degenerative disease like Alzheimer's. By the time someone is diagnosed with Alzheimer's, they didn't just get it. They didn't just get it in the last year. That amyloid plaque has been building in their brain, those small proteins. Like this has been happening over time and finally is starting for, to present to, itself in like memory loss right um but don't think that the day of diagnosis is the day of conception it doesn't work like that so you many of us all of us actually have cancer in our bodies right now but what determines the difference between whether or not you will be diagnosed with cancer versus me if we're both sitting here right now with cancer in our bodies what's going to be the determining factor on whether or not that tumor grows whether or not those cancer cells get together and actually form a tumor and grows big enough to start disrupting our life. What's going to determine which one of us get diagnosed with cancer is literally how we feed it, our sleep, our exercise, our current weight, right? Being overweight increases your chances for cancer, okay? Um, what we do for a living, our stress levels, how we're spending our time, do we have love in our life? All of that determines whether or not the Free radicals we have in our body right now will eventually become a cancer diagnosis years from now, right? Whether or not the inflammation markers that we have in our body right now will eventually become uh, a heart disease diagnosis or a, a, a autoimmune disease diagnosis years from now. It's literally the choices you make when you feel fine. So don't think just because you feel fine, you can afford to eat crappy um, because your friend has been or your family member has been diagnosed with something and you have it, so you have the green light. It's just like when people say to me, I, I looking at me because I'm a size four, I can afford to skip a workout. I don't have the luxury of skipping a workout. It's literally when I do when I feel at my best that determines how long I'll be feeling at my best, right? So I'm not touching an animal product. I'm 100% plant-based. I don't have any uh, health conditions. I'm not on any medications. I feel my best. My brain is firing. I feel amazing. This is the time to eat the most plants. This is the time to eat the vegetables. This is the time to drink the water. It's not when you feel like crap. It's just like when people um, get sick, get colds, and then they go to the drugstore and get an over-the-counter drug, um, a cold medicine, like a, a nasal clearer, a cough suppressant. Do you know once you're sick, you ain't doing much? <laughs> like the cold is already in your body. Like the virus is already in your body. Like at this point, 
right? We got to rely on the strength of your immune system. You're not all of a sudden going to strengthen your immune system this morning with a couple orange juice because you feel a sore throat. You should have been strengthening your immune system two months ago, right? Before you touched that doorknob that gave you that virus and gave you that cold. And then your immune system would have fought it off and you wouldn't even be sniffling. I, that's why cold medicine is crap. Like, First of all, it's always full of sugar and colorants and all these toxins. Like nobody should ever take cold medicine. But the point is, like, once you sneezing and coughing, it you got what you got. Like you don't get no extra cards dealt at this point, right? Yeah, you can go take an elderberry tea and you know a vitamin C, whatever. If that makes you feel better, that's gonna make you mentally feel better. But what's happening physically? Your immune system, right, has to work with the strength it you you had when before you got sick. Like, it's a waste of time. Not only that, when you get sick, you shouldn't be suppressing your sneezes and your coughs because that's your body's way of eliminating the mucus and the disease. So we shouldn't even be suppressing natural bodily functions because that, that's neither here nor there. But that's, the, that's how chronic disease works. Like, don't think that, you know, it's time to jump into action and uh, let me get, get on a plant-based diet, uh, not in my A1C. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's going to work. But when you feel your best, when you feel your best, that's when you should be exploring a whole food plant-based diet. Now that you, you, if you have the luxury of being in control and not being in a health crisis, that's the time to go hard on your water, on your exercise, on adopting a whole food plant-based diet with, with no SOS, salt, oil, and sugar. And that's how you prevent the cancer. That's how you prevent the autoimmune disease. That's how you prevent the depression, the anxiety. That's how you prevent the dementia, right? It's literally by what you feed your body, even when your doctor tells you you're fine. So don't take this health thing for granted. I know you guys already know you only get one shot at this thing. And you, as um, the steward of this one body and this one mind that you get, your responsibility is to give it the raw materials it needs to thrive. And that's going to come from a whole food plant-based diet that is full of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. Not a bunch of processed vegan junk food, not a bunch of packaged veggie burgers, not some veggie breakfast sausage. I'm not talking about processed crap. Just because it's meatless doesn't make it healthy. I'm talking about eating whole real food that's as co close to its original form and its original molecular structure as it was when it came out of the ground. That's how we thrive. Just being vegan doesn't make you healthy, okay? So all of my fellow vegans, I'm vegan too, but don't get elitist, okay? Don't think you better. Don't, we're not better than anybody because we don't eat meat. It's eating a whole food plant-based diet is in eating your vitamins and minerals intentionally, not getting it from a powder, not getting it from a peel, not getting it from, you know, a couple drops of oil you put in your smoothie. That's fine if that's what you want to do, but you need to eat the plants. You need to chew the plants. You need to do the hard work required to get over any food addictions you have to sugar or oil. You need to get all of those, to those toxins out of your body. Eliminate all animal products. Don't think you can do fish. Fish has all the toxins I mentioned earlier. has all the cholesterol, all the saturated fat. Seafood is no better, okay? And if you're doing this thing in steps, that's fine. But keep stepping. Like some of y'all just stop and be like, all right, I've been on seafood for 10 years. For what? You're still clogging your arteries. So if you're going to step down, you don't have to go cold turkey. But if you're going to step down, keep stepping. <laughs> All right? You don't got rid of a lot of stuff. Now keep going. Like I like, like I like to say, you don't have to do it all at once. It doesn't all have to be done at once, but it does all have to be done. All right? It doesn't have to be all done at once. What y'all laughing at? It doesn't have to be done all at once. All right? 
but it does all have to be done. And I understand that this stuff is addictive. You know, uh, addiction is engineered into the food. So it, it can be a battle trying to get rid of this stuff because engineer addiction is engineered into the food. But that is no excuse to stop. You got to keep going. You got to keep going because we're killing ourselves, y'all. And again, just because you feel fine doesn't mean your body isn't battling. It's, it, it could be fighting harder than it needs to to keep you healthy if you're not assisting it in doing so. All right. So I hope that makes sense, guys. Um, if you want to come get this help, please visit LisaAngelSmith.com forward slash work with me. Um, and we can work you out of this addiction to the animal products, especially to the cheese, because the cheese is killing us. All right. I know y'all love y'all cheese, but I'm telling you, it's one of the worst things you can put in your body. All right. So LisaAngelSmith.com forward slash work with me. Get on the wait list for one of my coaching programs and application will open in less than two weeks on December 6th. All right. Look at Tanera. She said, keep going, y'all. Come get this health. Yes. Tanera is one of my current students in Farmer Table, so she know what it is. Uh, absolutely. Love you guys. I hope this really helps. That's why meat is bad. Go tell somebody. Maybe we've been saying meat is unhealthy, but we never quite knew why. So there's many more reasons I could have added on to that, but I wanted to keep the video short. So those are four reasons for you today. So send this to somebody who needs to hear it and tell them to come get this health. Peace.